Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Make Light Show. So a large part of my work involves writing, which means a large part of my work involves writer's block. And whenever that happens, I usually try to step away from my writing and engage in something that can inspire me. So sometimes it means taking my camera out for a spin. Uh, Sometimes it means reading a book by an author who I love, someone who has lots of really great ideas or who has a beautiful way with language that can be really inspiring for me. But recently it's been watching this documentary series on Netflix. It's called Abstract, and it's a documentary series of prominent artists featuring what their thoughts are, describing their craft, describing how they think about how they make more art. And it's an amazing series that it's all people that even if you don't know their names, you probably know their work and they everything from costume designers to set designers to um, architects to car designers to tennis shoe designers. I mean, it's it's incredible. But there's one episode in particular that moved me, and it was the profile of Ilsa Crawford. So Ilsa Crawford is a interior designer who, like I said, is a designer that you've probably seen her work before. She was the launch editor of the magazine Elle Decor. Um, and she also has a lot of designs um, that she's done in collaboration with Ikea. So you might even own some of her designs in your home. So when I sat down to watch her episode, I actually expected it to be solely about fabrics and materials and feng shui or something. I, I don't know what exactly I expected, but I definitely didn't get that. Instead, what I learned has me totally rethinking how I approach my own work. So stay tuned and I'll share with you some of the lessons that an interior designer shared that could possibly influence and impact my work as a leadership coach and also how these same ideas might be able to help your work too. It's all next on today's episode. Welcome to the Make Light Show, the podcast that's all about infusing your life and work with meaning and using your superpowers to change the world. I'm Karen Walrent, leadership coach and author of the best-selling book, The Beauty of Different, Observations of a Confident Misfit. Join me as we explore ways to curate an intentional life and positively impact those around you in the process. Work your purpose, change your world, make light. Okay, so before we get into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know of a brand spanking new service I'm offering, and I'm so excited about this. So as you know by now, I am a leadership coach, which means I've helped people around the world navigate difficult situations at work, help them become comfortable in new leadership positions, launch new businesses, that kind of thing. And normally I work with individuals one-on-one. And of course, if you'd like to figure out how you can hire me as your coach and we can work one-on-one, be sure to visit karenwalrand.com forward slash coach for more information. But, and this is new, I've recently launched the Star Collective. And this is a group coaching, masterminding network experience for people who are really big on using their superpowers to live meaningful, purposeful, and value-driven lives. Now, this is going to be a really small, intimate group, only about 10 people 
who are willing to commit seven months of learning and working together with each other. And we're going to workshop our goals. We're going to have a buddy system where you have an accountability buddy. We're going to have um, monthly Zoom calls where we're actually all going to talk and connect together in person. We're even planning a retreat where we can meet in person so that everybody from all parts of the world, if they would like to come together, we can do that. I'm so excited about so applications are actually now open. It starts May 1st, but we're applying right now. Go take a look. Go to thestarcollective.com, the star, S-T-A-R, collective, C-O-L-L-E-C-T-I-V-E, the star collective, one word, dot com. And there, there's the links and everything that you'll need to apply. I cannot wait to see you. Okay. So with that, let's get on to today's episode. Now, as I mentioned, I was watching Abstract, this documentary series on Netflix, and I became really mesmerized by this episode on Ilsa Crawford, the renowned interior designer. Now, I don't want to give away everything about the episode because I really, 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 really recommend that you go watch it. But the essence of the episode was that for her, interior design is more than just fabric swatches and design trends. And in fact, she talks about her design process as having three main steps. The first step is investigation, where she does deep inquiry into her clients' values, missions, goals, that sort of thing, just really understanding what they stand for. Then the second step she called empathy. And basically, it was sort of inhabiting those missions and really understanding how to get the client to a feeling of well-being. And The third step is the design. So now that she's done the investigation, she's empathized with the client. She uses her knowledge of materials and textiles and color to use them to affect the moods of the people who come into the space in a way that they have this sense of well-being and translates to the sense of well-being. In fact, on this episode, uh, the uh, famed design critic Alice Rawthorn said to her about Ilsa Crawford that Her mission, Ilsa's mission, is to imbue people with a sense of well-being, empowerment, and gentle joyfulness. And I just, I loved that. I loved it actually so much that I wrote it down and I printed it out and I have it in my workspace. And this whole strategy about going through that kind of inquiry and empathy, it it totally blew me away. It was completely um, bigger than anything I ever thought of interior design as being. And I love interior design. So I, I'm not saying that um, in a diminishing way. It's just so much bigger than I thought. I'm On one hand, it seems so logical, right, to approach your design in this way. But on the other, it seems so revolutionary. And the more that I've been thinking about it, and I have not stopped thinking about it, I started to wonder is it possible to do some version of this practice in all areas of business, not just interior design? So think about it. What if prior to providing our clients with services, we all engaged into this level of inquiry and empathy and then acted accordingly? So here's what I mean. So first of all, let's just start with the premise that if you work for any sort of compensation, then you have clients, you have a client, whether or not you're actually an entrepreneur, a business owner, or you work for a large corporation or anything in between. Now, your clients, they could be your boss, right? They clients could be your other team members. It could be the people that you manage. It might even be like in the cases of lawyers and accountants, your clients might be the corporation as a body, 
right? So it can be any, it can be all of those things. It can be any of those things, but we all have clients. In fact, even if you're the CEO of a company, chances are you have to answer to a board of directors. So again, you always have clients. So since we all have clients, what if we did the work to understand what our clients' missions and visions were and what they needed from us and how they wanted to feel and empathize with that before designing our work to actually meet those needs? I mean, I think that might actually look something like this. Like, first, we would actually take the time to understand what our client values, what they're hoping to achieve from our work in a really specific way, but also kind of what they want to experience with our work in a general way. Like, how do they want to be treated? How do they want to be to feel? What do they want to walk away having experienced? What would they want to tell their friends or their colleagues about what it was like to experience our work? And then secondly, we really have to empathize with that feeling. Like we sit there and we think, okay, if we are the clients, if we were in the client's shoes, what kinds of things like physical things maybe um, or other things that could help us feel the way that we wanted to feel? And then the third step, of course, would be to design accordingly. So let's take an example. I know this sounds a little esoteric, but let's just take an example. Say you're a manager at a company, okay? So you may have many clients. Again, we talked about it. It could be your boss. It could be your team members. But one subset of those clients would be the people who report to you, right? You're a manager. You have people who report to you. So the first thing we do is we do this sort of inquiry, like what are the things that the people who report to us, what might they want from us? So some of the things that might come to mind are they want us to be fair. They want to think of us as fair people. We treat them all with fairness, that we're approachable, that they can come talk to us about any issues, that they don't have to feel scared if they screw up. Um, I think most people want their managers to be knowledgeable. They'd want us to know what's going on. Don't understand the company, what the company mission is, what the mission of the team is. They would want us to be tough when necessary. They'd want us to make tough decisions if we had to, but they'd also want to feel like we always had their back. And I think that they would want us to be authoritative, right? Command a certain authority, but also be kind. So those are just sort of some of the things at the top of my head that as a manager, the people who work for you would want from you. So I would encourage you to kind of sit with your list. Like it may vary a little bit. There may be more things. There may be fewer things, but there's something like that um, as a manager that people would want from you. So then we go to the second step, empathy. So we imagine being in our clients or in this case, your direct reports shoes. Like what kind of things would make us feel those things, feel like our boss was fair, approachable, knowledgeable, tough when necessary, have our backs. What kind of things would allow that? Would going into their office, would their office feel a certain way? Like we can sort of certainly sort of take a a cue from Ilsa Crawford. Like how could we design our office? Um, Maybe, maybe there's a sitting area in our office. Maybe there's a way that you can come around from behind the desk. Maybe not. Right. We really kind of think about that. But then there's other things like what are the communications? What would that look like? What would be the tone of our communications? Would we value 
speaking face to face over email. If we did email, what would the tone of the email be? Would we pick up the phone and call? Are we texting? Are, you know, how, what does that look like? So then you sort of design those things and you go from there. How do you make the, commu- the workplace communicate those traits while still remaining in your values? Right. Your email tones, which how often do you check in with direct reports? How do you greet them? How can you make them feel supported? How do you circle back with them? Think of all the things that you can do to champion maybe even your direct reports to your superiors. What could we do to design to have that feel, right? That feel that we had talked about. Does that make any sense? So again, we're talking about inquiry, empathy, design, inquiry. What is it? we want that they want to feel want to walk away with empathize and then design i think that works no matter what your vocation is i talked about a manager but it works obviously if you're an interior designer if you're a lawyer maybe right a lawyer you want to talk about people are scared usually to come to talk to you because they're in the middle of something tough it's rare that we involve lawyers when things are going beautifully and so how would your clients want you to feel they want you to feel authoritative they want to feel like they're being taken care of right Start to think about all of those, empathize, and then decide going forward, how can I make sure that that's communicated? If you're a toy maker, right? If your clients are kids, think about what that is. What does that look like? What does that feel like? And I think if we really think deeply about that inquiry, empathy, design, I think that we all necessarily become better at our work. Does that make sense? What do you think? Do you think this could work with your job? I would love to hear if you go through any sort of um, step process when you do your work. I'm really, really interested in the design of work, and I'd love to hear what you have to say. So make sure you go over to the show notes over at themakelightshow.com and leave a comment because I'd love to read it. With that, that's it for this episode of The Make Light Show. Don't forget, visit thestarcollective.com and check out my new group coaching and 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 mentoring and mastermind um offering i'm really excited to have you there and you can see how to apply there and i promise you i am designing something wonderful so i'd love for you to be a part of it and of course if you're looking for other ways to infuse your life with purpose but you find yourself a bit stuck remember you can always send me an email with any questions or challenges you'd like me to tackle to karen at themakelightshow.com and you never know you might actually hear an answer to your question on an upcoming episode I'm Karen Walrent, and I'll be back next week with all new tips and tricks to make light. In the meantime, be sure you subscribe, rate, and review this show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a thing. And with that, keep on making light, my friends. Music.